Hello and welcome to the Monday, August 31st, 2020 edition of the Sands Internet Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Sunday morning, we had a large outage at CenturyLink that caused many large sites across the internet to no longer be reachable. Affected were sites, for example, behind Cloudflare, behind Imperva, also OpenDNS. We heard some users where they had problems reaching their service. A lot of it did not necessarily depend on these services themselves, but also how different customers reached these services and if CenturyLink was involved in that connection. In particular, connections between the US and Europe appear to be quite heavily affected by this outage. Of course, it's a little bit too early to sort of expect a full post-mortem from CenturyLink about this outage, but there are a number of things that CenturyLink and others announced to put together some of the pieces as to what happened. Cloudflare probably at this point has the best summary of these events. It all started around 10 a.m. UTC on Sunday. That's about 6 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And according to Cloudflare, they essentially first noticed that Cloudflare wasn't able to reach some of its customers for which they are proxying connections. So the result was that Cloudflare responded with 522 errors and that then sort of started Cloudflare to investigate things further. The core of the problem was AS3356. Now, if you look this up in some Whois data, you may get level three back, but level three was purchased by CenturyLink. So uh, this is now a CenturyLink network. According to CenturyLink, uh, the root cause was a bad flow spec rule. Now, flow spec is an extension to BGP, the border gateway protocol that uh, regulates routing across the internet. And flow spec allows you to push firewall rules essentially across the internet. And that's often used uh, to uh, fight denial of service attacks. So you're seeing an awful lot of traffic from a particular host instead of blocking that at your own network. You can tell other networks to please filter that traffic that's directed at your network from that particular host. And apparently this rule went wrong. Now, what exactly went wrong here isn't really clear yet at this point. Cloudflare suspects in their blog post that uh, maybe the flow spec rule that was pushed out did block additional BGP updates. So essentially they were using sort of BGP to denial of service itself. And that sort of makes some sense as to what was observed here in uh, this particular outage. Now, one thing a lot of CenturyLink customers were complaining about was, first of all, that the BGP connections kept flapping, basically going up and down, which is somewhat consistent uh, with this explanation. But also, if they withdrew their routes from CenturyLink to, for example, use a different upstream ISP they had connectivity with, CenturyLink would still advertise uh, their IP addresses. So uh, this failover to another ISP would not work as it's supposed to. And that sort of made this particular outage kind of worse than it would have been otherwise. Of course, if CenturyLink is your only connectivity, uh, then you didn't have that option. 
Another surprising issue was also that it took four and a half hours to actually have this problem resolved. Centrelink was also a little bit slow in announcing via Twitter and such that there was an outage. Centrelink's own website and outage reporting system was not reachable as part of the outage, affected of course its own sites as well. So lessons learned here, well, uh, also large uh, core internet service providers or network service providers like CenturyLink can suffer from multi-hour outages. At this point, it does not look like any kind of attack was involved here. So yet another self-inflicted denial of service, which lately has been more of a problem actually than some of the externally caused denial of service attacks. As an end user, not really too much you can do about it. A second uplink always helps, but in this case, due to some of the routing issues, that wasn't really always working the way it was supposed to work. Flowspec as a tool to essentially do sort of this remote firewalling has had its proponents and people that really don't like it for some of the sort of denial of service uh, capabilities that it has. Uh, overall, I'm not enough of an expert with Flowspec to really weigh in on this, uh, but uh, a lot of ISPs are using it. It's just like any feature, a feature that you have to use with care and understanding what it can do. Now, talking about externally caused denial of service attacks, the New Zealand stock market was down for three days last week because of denial of service attacks that were directed at it. Apparently, they're calling it a volumetric denial of service attack, which usually means that they're just being flooded by packets. So nothing necessarily that attacks a particular application. And well, if you are using Pulse Connect Secure VPNs, you probably know the drill. It's time to patch again. We have yet another remote code execution vulnerability in this product now. Exploitation is a tiny little bit more tricky. It's not just connect to the VPN and exploit. Instead, you have to get uh, an administrator to click on a link. And by clicking on the link, the administrator will send the code to the VPN and then execute it. So it's kind of cross-site scripting and command injection in one. I've mentioned it before, but just as a reminder, today is the last day you'll be able to purchase certificates that are valid for two years. Starting September 1st, major browsers will not recognize certificates that were issued after September 1st and that are valid for more than 13 months. So as long as you get the certificate issued on Monday, you'll be good. But come Tuesday, the certificate should only be valid for 397 days or 13 months or browsers will not accept it. And that's it for today. Thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.